Warning, this podcast episode contains swearing, drinking, references to mental health, suicide, serial killers, and school shooting violence. Listener, listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Demons and Bellinis, the podcast where we whip up a drink and talk about some spooky shit. I'm the thing constantly skirting out of your vision, Molly. I don't even think about putting my body in the ground. I'm Ashley. Today, we will be discussing the worldwide phenomenon of the hat man. So grab a beverage, get cozy, check your closets for your sleep paralysis demon, and remember, stay peachy! Yeah, so, um, kind of going up with that, uh, tradition that we've kind of, or I guess the theme that we've had since last episode, I'm going to be talking about something that genuinely scares the absolute shit out of me. Oh, are you <laughs> but doing first, this? uh, <laughs> because it's fun, because it's a good episode idea. It's spooky. And, um, <laughs> so we have an announcement to make, uh, I don't know if you guys maybe saw this on our Instagram. We uh, posted about it, but we actually got interviewed recently on um, this podcast. It's called Paranormality. It's basically where um, this guy, his name is Jack. He interviews uh, the podcasters behind a couple different themes of podcasts. Like I think he does cryptids, um, conspiracy theories, paranormal, which is where we fall into. And it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely go listen to it. Um, even yeah, no, though it was a lot of fun, and like we had no yeah. idea what we were doing at all, but I think it came out all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I kind of hate listening to myself, which is kind of funny for a podcaster who literally edits. Yeah, uh, but because <laughs> the difference with me is that, like, you know, when I'm editing Demons and Bellinis, I have complete control over what I say. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, or how like, I am perceived. I mean, like, for me, I just have to, I just, like, trust you to, like, make me sound not like an idiot, but that's just how I consistently sound, so. You're fine. Honestly, we're both just a couple of dumb bitches, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, but it was, it, it was a lot of fun. It was, like, it's kind of like the first collab that we've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it felt us feel like it made, it made us feel like real podcasters. So it that did, was fun. It, yeah, it, it's very validating, and we like that. <laughs> it, it definitely is. Uh, so sleep paralysis. Uh, have you ever experienced it? Oh God, Molly, you you put I, that yeah, question but I mean, in like... knowing full well about my stories. And you're making me relive okay, them for Okay, but it's a good listening. story. It's a good story. No, I can talk about it. Ugh. God, alright. I don't experience sleep paralysis unless I am very, very, very exhausted. Um, so, like, I mean, I don't know what that is, but, I mean... Yeah, there's only been one time where, like, I've kind of seen something, and it was only for literally one second, and then my brain was out of it. Um, like, it happened very fast. It wasn't, like, you know, most people think of sleep paralysis as being, like, I mean, it's probably different for everyone, but for me, it's always been, like, just seconds. Um, but, <laughs> so, um, I was doing this event for my dad, and my dad runs this gym, uh, and they were doing this tournament thing, and I was doing sto- scorecards <laughs> all weekend. This is this is relevant, and I hate that it's relevant. Uh, so I was stuck doing scorecards for this tournament all weekend, and it's the second night, and this tournament's like three days long. Second night, and I'm like, fucking, I have like heat exhaustion. I'm dehydrated. This has happened in like <laughs> end of July, early August. It was rough. And I'm so exhausted, 
And so go to bed and I wake up at around like three in the morning and there and like at the foot of my bed I see this like really tall clown. I don't know why it was a clown, but it looked like a clown. But it was really like white with like faint kind of like it's hard to remember exactly what it looked like in my mind. I just remember like white and red, <laughs> and it had a very long arm, and it was I'm sorry, a I should laugh, but <laughs> yeah. It, well, no, it's funny, but like in the moment, I was like, "What the fuck?" And yeah. I like started to like like recoil away from it, and like I started to make a yeah. sound to like scream out for my mom, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but like, and then I realized it was gone, and it was just like, yeah. In my dream, but I was like, Meh. and another time that I experienced sleep paralysis, I didn't see anything, but it felt like there was a hand on the back yeah, that's of my disgusting. head and just kind of like slowly pushing my head back yeah. and forth. Yeah, that was weird, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, and um, yeah, it's I haven't experienced yeah. it really since then, so I'm you know what, I'll take it. But, like, the whole sleep process thing is super freaky. And, it, like, it is. There just isn't enough yeah. research and stuff on how, like, that it's all freaky. works and why it... Yeah. And, like, that was... Oh, why it happens. From what I remember, like, a, a while ago, because yeah. I think you had that experience just before we started this podcast. Or, like, it was, like, within a couple months of that. Yeah. Oh, So I remember maybe. making a joke about that. It was that. a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was one of my intros year. at some point because I'm a terrible yeah, friend. Did. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I, I just find it like, really interesting. Um, I've never myself experienced sleep paralysis, but I live in fear of it. <laughs> that's a that's a bit of an exaggeration, but it is something that genuinely scares the shit out of me. I mean, because like there's like a sorry. Yeah, like. The, the 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 clown experience that was freaky and then i realized when it happened <laughs> and then i was like oh i'm tired and then the experience with the hand on the back of my head i was not scared <laughs> in the moment i was just kind of like all right this is what it god is. i'm so Maybe tired 10 more minutes of sleep just please <laughs> you know and again it's it's like yeah it's like i only experience it when i'm super 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 tired so in the moment i'm like not having this mm-hmm. kind of like super intense reaction yeah but i mean the I'm brain sure is a weird people, thing it's completely different and yeah and uh i noticed that when i mentioned the hat man you uh had a reaction to that so can you tell me what you know about the hat man i've yeah. heard about it because you've told it's me freaky. about it before and you said that you're Dad it's kind of weird i haven't right? I, I swear to god when i first learned about it i was like telling my dad about this and he was like oh uh, that sounds like something that I experienced. But then, like, after that, whenever I bring it up again, he's like, no, that never happened to me. So, I don't know. Yeah. How weird. I mean, I just remember someone saying something about, like, a really tall figure with a hat. Yeah, that like, pretty much covers it. Uh-uh. uh, uh, uh-uh. Over. <laughs> uh no. Uh, so, I'm just going to start off by kind of talking about uh, what sleep paralysis is. So, here is... Uh, an article, I think it was called Medical News Today, but I'm pretty sure I just paraphrased that and I didn't actually look at what it was called because I'm fucking dumb. Uh, but it was published in 2017, so there's that. Uh, I'll, I'll double check and maybe I'll record over it. It's fine. Uh, sleep paralysis is a parasomnia or an undesired event that is associated with sleep. It happens just after falling asleep or upon awakening in the morning in the time between waking and sleep. Episodes are often accompanied... Yeah. Okay, well, that's, my clown thing, that was not, it was, like, the middle of sleep. Well, then maybe it wasn't sleep paralysis, so, maybe there was I just mean, the demon clown in the room. Sometimes in the middle of the night. Stephen King is quaking. Oh, fuck. But the the yeah. hand thing wasn't in the morning. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak and when I've experienced sleep paralysis, because it hasn't happened to me. Um, but yeah, uh, episodes are often accompanied by... Oh, that's a hard word. Um, Hypogonic experiences, which are visual, auditory, and sensory hallucinations. These occur during the transition between sleeping and waking, and they consistently fall into one of three categories. Intruder, 
there are sounds of doorknobs opening, shuffling footsteps, a shadow man, or a sense of threatening presence in the room. Incubus. Feelings of pressure on the chest. Difficulty breathing with the sense of being smothered, strangled, or... Oh my god. I'm not going to include that, but I'm going to bleep it out. But sex... Uh, by a malevolent being. The individual believes they are about to die. Uh, vestibular Vestibular motor. A sense of spinning, falling, floating, flying, hovering over one's body, or another type of -of out-of-body experience. Oh, so that's interesting. So astral projection is considered sleep paralysis. That's really interesting, actually. Uh, The experience of sleep paralysis has been documented for Mm. centuries. People from different cultures have similar experiences. Sleep paralysis is brief and not life-threatening, but the person may remember it as haunting or horrifying. So, there's that. It's a fun Mm. phenomenon. Uh, very terrifying and you know at its base there's nothing paranormal about it but no it's like just like the brain, the brain you know yeah doing what the brain which is halluc- hallucinating <laughs> um and I should mention that Hatman isn't it's something that's a phenomenon more than paranormal but there is arguments that it could be paranormal and so I'm just going to get into this. This I found on a villain's wiki <laughs> that uh, documented it. It's Hatman is a phenomenon in which witnesses report seeing a shadow entity dressed in an old top hat on some occasions and others with a fedora type hat, oh. typical detective hat, and sometimes a cape. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's coming. It's coming. No. No. It's, coming. it's the bronies. It's the bronies. Oh, it's God. the bronies. No, 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 ma'am. No, ma'am. Milady. No, no, uh, I do not want to wake up in the middle of the night to see some goddamn brony sitting, like, in my room. Mm-mm. No. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, not ideal, eh? No. It's bad. Oh my god, I'm trying to, okay, I'm going to need to find this, but I found, um, I don't want to look up Batman, Hatman. I don't know if I want to see a photo of it, honestly. Like. Yeah, I won't, I won't send it to you. I don't know, this is just, oh man, I'm still going to have to find some kind of photo for a promo. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, he's a figure that is in urban legends and most commonly linked to sleep paralysis. The hat man acts like a ghost and is almost always seen there, just standing. This form can simply fade away until the witness sees it no more, and it has no apparent reaction to the people. For example, many people have reported ju- having run into this entity, which does nothing for absolutely nothing absolutely for seconds or minutes, then it moves a little and just fades away, as if it could not detect who saw it. This type of entity is sometimes listed as a ghost by those who study this phenomenon. It looks like a ghost, with a shadow of a person wearing an old-style hat. Unlike a ghost, which could have some visible facial features, the hat man is a dark shadow in its entirety, without details. Only the shadow. However, it is not always reported that it's harmless. On some occasions, hat man is spoken of as a distinct entity, and many times witnesses report feeling absolute terror upon seeing him. Many have reported that this entity feeds on its terror and does not fade away. It simply withdraws walking away as a normal person would. The shadow has substance, that is, some have touched it, and many paranormal investigators believe that this entity should be studied. As a curiosity, this phenomenon is only reported with hat man of the top hat. So, like, not the fedora tap, it's like when he has, like, that hat. And, um, the fun thing about wikis is that you have, like, a little, like, description on the side. So, his description right up here says, Evil doer, full name, unknown, alias... The Hat Man, the Devil, the Hatter, Origin, Folklore, Occupation, Unknown, Powers and Skills, Supernatural Abilities, Teleportation, Stealth, Hobby, Unknown, Goals, Hobbies, Scares his Victims to Death, Crimes, (laughs) Crimes, Crimes, Kidnapping, Stalking, Theft, Murder, Type of Villain, Evil Entity. But when did they ever list any of those crimes in the the thing i don't know but those are his crimes against humanity 
Alright, I got two things. One, he reminds me a lot. You've seen Hunting of Hill House, right? I have. Do you remember the tall ghost with the hat? I hate it, yeah. I do. It reminds me of that. Yeah, it's terrible. And then the second thing is, this is more of just me being like, y'all need to learn the definitions of fucking words. Yeah. But there's a difference between terror and horror that I don't think a lot of people understand. Okay, educate the children, Ashley. I will educate the children. God. (laughs) Terror is when you know something is scary, but you don't know what it is. So Mm. it's like you're scared of the unknown. So terror is like, you know, something bad's happening, but you don't know what it is. So it's like you're not, you're terrified of what's going to happen. And that's why they call Um, the show The Terror, The Terror. (laughs) Don't ruin my episode, Molly! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go on, go on. Stay tuned for next week, y'all. Second, the horror is when you realize what you're supposed to be scared of and you're horrified of it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you're still using of as like, you know, I can't remember grammar language, but that of is still like, you know, that, but like terrified is unknown horror is you know what you're supposed to be scared of. Mm. So that's why I think terror is a lot more frightening because yeah. you don't know what you're supposed to be scared of. Whereas horror is like, this is it. Here's the zombie monster. It's coming at you fast. It's coming at you hard and fast. Yeah. So terror is more of like, you don't know what's going to happen, but shit's about to go down. Brace yourself. That's really interesting. I actually did not know that. So thank you for educating me on that. (laughs) Yeah, because there is something very primordial about like terror. Like just being scared of things that we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot more visceral. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, okay. and I just see it get thrown around like the, the you can switch them around, but it like drives me up the wall. You can't switch terror and horror; they're two different things. Yeah, <laughs> similar emotion, but very different. Yeah, uh, something else that this um, villains wiki left out was something that the Hatman is sometimes seen with, but not always. But sometimes when they say that he has that he's completely shadow, completely true, but discernible discernible features that's not true because sometimes he appears with only glowing red eyes Ew. which somehow makes it a little bit worse I, i'm not a fan of that yeah but i really liked your uh comparison to the tall man because we're yeah. actually gonna talk a little bit about maybe one of the inspirations behind this kind of oh god yeah <laughs> so because the villains wiki didn't really cover everything, I'm just going to switch on to this article that I found on The Ranker. In many cases, the hat man seems to be hanging around areas where there are negative emotions taking place, such as households. That <laughs> sorry, have... sorry, sorry, sorry. I totally thought you said naked emotions. No. Like, bitch, me too. <laughs> me too, bitch, yeah. Oh, no, negative naked emotions. <laughs> This is not something that we're joking about, yeah. Ashley. I'm going to get into some <laughs> heavy stuff. <laughs> so, uh, in many cases, the hat man seems to be hanging around areas where there are negative emotions taking place, such as households that have experienced domestic abuse, fighting, or depressed family members. Some people believe that the hat man is a demon sent to bring those who are about to die to hell. Others think he is demonic. Heidi Hollis. I mean... Yes. Sorry, I was just thinking, like... I mean, it could be that, or it could literally just be, like, you know, something feeding off of that energy. Mm-hmm. Because that sounds more like an oppressive kind of state than a possessive. Yeah. I said possessive weird. But, again, we're getting into specifics here with words. But, like, oppressive is, like, uh, when entities create this kind of environment... Aura, yeah. ...where you feel depressive suicidal horrible horrible stuff mm-hmm. but it's created to make you feel that way so that it can feed off of that energy mm-hmm. because um you know and then once it you know gets you into like so deep into that state it it creates an opportunity for possession yeah and that's kind of it sounds more but it doesn't always lead to that sometimes it's just oppression yeah. and it kind of sounds like what's going on here a little bit yeah like oh i want to drink in hell it's more of like yeah yeah i mean it's it's it's, it's It's depression it's an article (laughs) off of i think what's kind of just like you know like an independent news site like i mean it's going to be dramatized um right 
Yeah. And there was actually this book that was written by Heidi Hollis that I tried to get a hold of, but couldn't find it. Um, yeah. So that kind of sucks, but they're going to talk about it. So Heidi Hollis may be able to back that up with a story a German soldier told her about witnessing Hatman, asking who he was and being told Scratch, an old nickname for devil. Hollis also hmm. recounted the story of a suicidal man who woke, cl- who woke to find himself in the hospital and the hat man close by. According to the story, the hat man quickly disappeared after the man woke up, but not before saying, I almost had you. Hmm. Interesting. Disgusting. So wait, um, German soldier, what war? They did not say it, and I can't get a hold of Heidi's book to figure out what it was. Uh, hmm. Maybe I'll try again to find it. Um it, it it was like twenty bucks. I I could have probably bought it, but I mean, I just ask because like, um, yeah. Know, obviously, we all know about how <sighs> there are some World paranormal stuff was. that yeah. Um, and like just had that kind of emotion that was created by that war that was felt like all over the world. That's definitely something that you know, and Hatman would thrive off of, of yeah. And, especially a german soldier like someone who participated in that and probably carried a lot of different conflicting emotions about that Mm -hmm. uh not defending just describing yeah yeah uh but also going into the cold war and uh german soldiers in you know berlin depending on the side of what what wall you're on Mm -hmm. that could also be incredibly traumatic yeah and very heavy to deal with yeah so Basically, just Germany's had a time in the 20th century. And it did. It really did. <laughs> I'm glad that they're doing better. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm not up to date with all of Germany's politics, but from what I've heard off of the it's internet, pretty good. they seem to be doing the good. Only, the only thing that makes me a little disappointed with Germany is that, you know, it's been bombed so many times that mm-hmm. all of the historical buildings are gone, basically. Yeah. In Berlin, at least. It is really sad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's not funny. It's not funny. It's just it's just me being like, where I want to see dark academia aesthetic style building. I, I hear you, though. Like, <laughs> with the Notre Dame f- fire that happened a couple years years back, or no, that was like... No, that just, was a that year That was ago. just over a year ago, yeah. Was that this year? No, that no, was last, that was last year. year. That was, that was before I went, because they were repairing Notre Dame when I was there. So that was, I think, yeah, maybe like a year and a half ago, potentially. No, um, that did not happen before you went to Paris. That happened after, didn't it? No, it was when I went. It was before I went. Really? Yeah. the fuck? Right? What the fuck, Richard? because yeah, uh, we had to, like, read about it. But basically, the whole thing was, like, you know, like, there's there was a lot of commentary around like well there are all these people who are crying about it. a lot of people who are like donating to like you know repair it and stuff while people are dying karen yeah but um i think that like and, and totally valid the amount yeah. of donations that it got was a little bit disgusting it was definitely yeah um, and i'm not gonna was... argue that like that was like warranted but one of the things that uh was pointed out was that well you know during world war ii all the pieces of uh the glass from um notre dame was um actually removed from the windows and they were given mm-hmm. to individual Par- uh, parisians to take care of some buried it some kept it and then right. um when the war was over they all sent it back and that's how all the pieces of glass are there today so it was a countrywide effort and that's why it meant so much to the Parisians and why it was so terrible to see it on fire. Yeah, I mean, like, with France, like, they take their history and their, you know, their art very seriously. Like, I remember that from my modern French history classes. Like, (laughs) you know, they keep coming back to certain symbols, and the Notre Dame is definitely one of them. Yeah. And I think the Notre Dame is a symbol worldwide for a lot of different art and history and yeah. you know to see it burn it was for me i was like what the it was incredibly shocking yeah like i was so scared that the whole thing was gonna go yeah i was and, terrified you know, it's a good thing that it didn't um but like 
you know, I think we should be able to preserve our history, but we also need to be able to recognize priorities. Yeah, definitely. And, like, the double standard, that's definitely present. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where were we going with this? We were talking about Germany. Oh, yeah, Germany. Yeah, and the soldier. (laughs) Anyway, uh, this is from the same article, jumping down a little bit. Uh, Although the hat man can seemingly appear at any time of day in any location, many encounters people recount have taken place in bedrooms, with a large amount of sightings occurring in basements. Why is why this a lot is the of case? Encounters happen in my bedroom too. Ooh. Ooh. Why this is the case isn't entirely clear, but since many basements are dark and scary to begin with, it makes sense. <laughs> it's really good article writing. Molly, I have to work in a basement. I'm sorry. Considering <laughs> many, <laughs> it's like when you hear those home invasion stories, and it's like I live in a house. Just like the basement already gives me the creeps. I did not need one other thing to think about when I'm down there. Holy shit, dude. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> you are so lucky that I'm talking about my favorite thing after this. Well, no, okay. Considering many encounters with the hat man take place when the person visited is about to go to sleep or has just woken up or is already asleep, the hat man appearing in a bedroom makes sense too. So, if unless you fall asleep in the basement, I think you're okay. I've been falling asleep at work lately. Well, then don't do that. that. I'm trying! (laughs) I'm trying! Lots of witnesses have met the hat man when they were children and kept the stories to themselves for many years, either because they didn't want want to be thought of as crazy or they didn't rationally believe the story themselves. But the thing about the hat man is that this is worldwide. Like, it happens a lot. And it's... I don't know how far it back... uh, dates back to. I heard... That it's been, like, really a thing for, like, 10 to 15 years, but I've heard it going back further than that, so it's kind of hard to say. Again, if this is I mean, just, like, a weird phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, like, poke holes in this, but it sounds a little bit like it's in the same vein as Slenderman. Yeah. Like very urban legend like it kind of started off as like maybe a local kind of folklore thing and then the internet got a hold of it and then it ended up with two girls murdering another girl in the woods uh i love the internet no i do know that i've heard that don't worry (laughs) yeah we should do i should i honestly might do a centerman like episode now that i'm thinking about it because it's one of the most bizarre kind of internet urban legends out there yeah. And it, and this kind of sounds like it's one of them. Well, kind of, but also sense. apparently, like, I mean, if we're going off of the maybe story that my dad told me that he saw it, that would have happened in the 80s or 90s before the internet. Hmm. And, like, there are a fair amount of people, because um, I'm going to read you a couple stories after this, where people didn't know that it was a thing. Until, like, they found this community on the internet that was talking about it. And they're like, whoa, shit, that happened to me, too. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it's just this, with these things, like, they always get so blown out of the water. Like, oh yeah. my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And it's like, yeah, they're creepy. But it can also just be sleep paralysis. And it could just be, like, you know, there are, you know, people have similar kind of hallucinations. Like, you know, not to, like poke holes in whatever you're talking about. No, it's fine. And, like, the hat man. But, like, I'm just kind of, like, thinking through it. Yeah, no, of course. Like, people tend to have common kind of fears, common kinds of dreams, hallucinations, that kind of stuff. Whether, you know, we all want to think that our dreams are special and unique, but, like, honey. You know, (laughs) we all have those, like, dreams where we're trying to find our locker in high school. We don't know why we're still in high school because... You know, we're in our 20s or whatever. <laughs> or 30s or 40s. Yeah. My parents still have those dreams. It's fine. Or like where you're oh naked. God. You know, there are so many dreams. Yeah. That... And it's also like, as humans too, we also have very similar things that we all find very scary. And mm-hmm. a tall, shadowy figure is consistently scary to the majority of people. Yeah. Because just, that goes just, with the terror aspect as well, where you can't yeah. see the face. It's just you don't inherently know. scary. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, even if you don't know about it, you, it's probably very easy to sync it up in your head. Yeah, to picture it. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, if you look at a lot of the illustrations, like, they're very similar. I'm going to send you one now. Like, I it, don't want to 
It's it's literally just a silhouette. Like a majority of them just look like that. Oh, see, I was picturing it more like the Babadook. Okay, we're actually going to talk a little bit about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I was like picturing that. Like That's a tear or something. Yeah, I mean like I've seen illustrations like that before, but generally it's really just a shadow with like wide brimmed hat. Sometimes it's tall, like a top hat. Sometimes it's a he wears a cape. You know. The hat's kind of giving me like um oh, what's that kids TV show? Carmen Carmen Santiago? Yeah, I think that's it. That's that's what that hat's giving me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, like, inherently scary. And if you're a woman, that's even scarier. But, like... (laughs) Yeah. And we already... Yeah, no, we talked about the the incubus thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, like... Well, no, I mean, like, as a woman seeing a man standing in your bedroom, like, that's fucking... Dude, I marathoned a whole season of Mindhunter the other day. Mm-hmm. Big mistake. Yeah. <laughs> but great show. But it's like, <laughs> you know, we all have these things that... Do you know what Mindhunter is? Sorry, I made this reference in the scene that you knew what I was talking about, but... I don't, but it's okay. Um, Mindhunter is a TV show that's about the FBI agents that created the serial killer profile. Oh, Okay. Interesting. And they used, they created it by interviewing, uh, like, arrested serial killers. One of them was Ed Kemper, the co-ed killer. Oh, he yeah, yeah, a whole bunch of, like, college girls and, like, something or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fascinating TV show, but, like, ugh. Ugh. ugh I hate men. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I, I shouldn't say that. I just, no, I know like, what you mean. I hate the idea of, like, the fact that, you know... We hate what society society has done to predatory men. Yeah, and how it's I kind hate of that. Them. And I hate that, like, I have to feel fear for my life every time that I just want to go out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm grateful that we don't really live in this kind of, I hate to say it like this, but golden age of serial killers, because that's what the 70s and 80s were. But, mm-hmm. I, is, that, am I, is it bad to say that? No, it's not, because... I actually saw this really interesting, I think it was like this video about um, school shooters and the fact yeah. was is that because like these school shooters were like publicized and in some cases romanticized in the case of, was it Columbine? Right. Yeah, like where they were almost romanticized in a way. Yeah. Um, and when you have these very public figures it's going to inspire others, which like then, the new serial killer. yeah, and and then also kind of sparked this, uh, I guess I don't want to say stereotype or trope, but the um, I think I guess idea that here. you know it's a uh, like these outcasted boys yeah. who get rejected are the ones who turn out to be school shooters. When in reality, yeah. those guys were apparently the bullies themselves, and they were fine with girls. It was mm-hmm. something that um, the media actually uh, came up with, and then a lot of people ended up seeing that, and they were like, oh, that's like me. And then, Ooh. yeah. I mean, this is a very heavy topic. I don't really want to go too far into it, but yeah, there's definitely a something to be yeah, said about sure. the media frenzy around horrid acts i think that had something to do with yeah no it's fine with uh the serial killer craze the golden age of serial killers yeah yeah anyways um where was i going with this oh yeah so like i think you know we all have these things that we're scared of you know we're scared of the idea of someone breaking into our home we're scared of the idea of like tall figures Mm -hmm. you know so it's like we already in our monkey brains we already have those kinds of things Right, and then you know you maybe you already think about it, and then you go online and you see something similar, and you go, "Oh shit!" Right? That's true. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's just something that is very frightening to me. I don't know. Oh yeah, and no, it totally I, is. I, I find these stories really interesting. Um, and there's actually this really interesting website. Um, it was on the web. I mean, it still is on the web, but it was really having its heyday in 2018. It has not been updated since, but um, 
called The Hat Man Project. Uh, hmm. The initial post says, my name is Tim Brown. I am the site owner, the administrator, the researcher for The Hat Man Project. The purpose of the site is to research the phenomenon that has come to be known as The Hat Man. Reports of The Hat Man and other shadow beings have been on the rise within the last 10 to 15 years, which is where I got that number from. It was due to my own experience and my awareness of other people's sightings of the Hat Man that I decided to begin this research project. The aim of this website is to explore the explore the stories of the many sightings that have been reported. So I uh, copied and like kind of uh, copied like I I have a couple stories selected here. I have three. Um, mm. They're both pretty interesting. I read a little bit of them but i haven't really read them in their entirety so it's going to be kind of a fun time for both of us yeah so let's get into it let's just okay. dive right in friends i was 23 and you just want to say wait sorry yeah i just want to say don't put this in the podcast but i'm home alone until tomorrow <laughs> so i was 23 when i saw what i think experienced what mo- what people call the hat man it was by far the most terrifying experience of my life. First, let me say that it was the early morning and still dark. My mother and I are both nurses, so working day shift, we left early for work before daylight. I was staying with my mom to save up money, in brackets, single mom worries. My mother would drop my five-year-old son off to daycare for me because it was on her way to work. We lived on five acres with large lights on wooden poles throughout the property and turned on by a timer. It gave a sense of protection because it could get really dark, but this illusion was dispelled instantly that morning. Walking to our vehicles, I noticed a man standing under the one of those lights closest to the house. I couldn't see his clothes per se, but their outlines. He didn't have a trench coat, but it looked to be a mid-thigh Victorian-era coat tapered. He had on boots, from what the outline suggested, a stove hat, and he was looking at a watch on a chain. He didn't cast a shadow of his own. He was black as night. It's amazing the things that go through your head when something like this is happening. I could feel the evil coming off of him in waves. It was almost like my adrenaline was about to make my heart explode. I was so terrified, I actually felt my eyes dilate. I began screaming at my mother to put my son in the car. Just go. Go right the fuck now. Not my usual vocabulary. Plus, they couldn't see or feel what I was feeling. My mother kept on yelling, what's wrong? What's wrong? I walked, I walked back to her car and put my son in the seat and literally forced my mom into leaving without me, all while it's watching. I can't see it smiling, but I can, if that makes sense. It made me sick to my stomach. We had a 500-foot-long driveway that led to a dirt road, very isolated. I didn't get in my car and follow my mother and son until they were at the end. I had to make sure it wouldn't follow them. I looked straight at it, my heart running a 10K, and I'm standing still. I left finally to find my mother waiting for me at the end of the dirt road to the highway. Bewildered, I made her leave and called her from my cell to explain why I had acted like a crazy person. Strangely, she believed me. I don't think it was you. It, I don't think it was used to my reaction. I had to protect my family, even though it was there for me. I don't know how I knew this. I just did. I hope I never feel that type of intense fear again, ever. I've met my quota in spades. That's the end of that story. Hmm. So wait, this was outside? Like, it wasn't even, like, in... Before bed, or, like, in... I guess it happened in the early morning, but it wasn't, like, a period of, like, sleep or anything. Like, she was, like, up and running. It kind of sounds like a creepypasta. It does, yeah. But it's still <laughs> a scary one. It's fun. Oh, I know, it's, it is scary, yeah. for sure. Also, the, the Victorian coat, air, coat is kind of... It's kind of sexy. It gives me Jack the Ripper vibes. It does. It's kind of fun. Kind of sexy. But yeah, like, that's also kind of, like, another example of, like, the fun horror horror um, aura that it gives off. That fear. Mm. It's fun. Okay, so the second story I have is, first, I wanted to say that I am amazed that others saw the same hat man that I saw as a child. When I was around three to four years old, I lived with my mother and brother. My parents were in the middle of like, separating. Hold up, hold up, stop, yeah. stop, 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 stop. Who the fuck remembers anything from when they're three to four years old? If it was scary. I, well, sure, and I had nightmares too as a kid, but like, who remembers them? That's fair. I mean, I feel like I remember my first nightmare. Because it was like, I mean, it was a weird one where I saw like the beast from Beauty and the Beast. 
But then it was weird because I had gotten out of my bed and I woke up standing beside my bed. And that's the only case that I've ever had of, like, sleepwalking or whatever. Huh. I mean, like, maybe they remember it, but I'm going to take everything this person says with a grain of salt. That is fair. I'm not stopping you from that. It's just a... <laughs> like, These several are some fun grains. stories. And, like, you know, it's it's a collected <laughs> project. It's not, like... Yeah. You know, these aren't I mean, like, reputable sources. They're all submitted anonymously. Stuff like yeah. that. And part of my skepticism is coming from, one, the fact that this, this whole idea creeps me out and it reassures me to call bullshit on it. Yeah. And second, for my episode that I'm, that's coming out, you know, after this one, mm-hmm. I spent the whole week ripping apart these people that I'm going to be talking about because they're full of shit. It's fun to criticize. So... That's just kind of the mood that I'm in. Yeah, no, it's, it's fair. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week. Ooh. Oh, I'm going to be such a skank. <laughs> I first Bitch. want to say... Bitch is a better word. <laughs> skank is fun. Skank is fun. I first want to say that I'm amazed that others saw the same hat man that I saw as a child. When I was around three to four years old, I lived with my mother and brother. My parents were in the middle of separating, so my dad was around sometimes. My grandmother passed away when I was three years old. My older brother normally stayed the night at her house until then. So, my mother let us continue to share a room, but got me my own bed and put it in her room. Both rooms were side by side. We had a door between the rooms that my mom always left open, and we could get light from the restroom connected to his room. So it was never pitch dark. So, I I always felt pretty safe in my house. It was really small, old, and cozy. I remember the hat man clearly. He scared me but I don't remember ever suffering from sleep paralysis like many others. He wore a long trench coat with a top hat to match. I remember the details of his appearance. I could even tell that he would breathe heavy when he leaned over to look at me sometimes. Or I could feel the swift air move when he would dart around across the room. I believe he was a 3D image. He looked real to me, yet with a slight cartoon feel or flat feel that made me know he was not a human. Usually, I would be wide awake when I saw him. He would be wandering around the room, as if he were looking for something. He moved fast. But he would stop and look at me, kind of acknowledging that I was watching him. He moved fast. <laughs> Thinking you think of Twilight. Bitch is walking. No, no, no. He's walking around like lemon yeah. looking for her lip gloss. <laughs> Where's my lip gloss? <laughs> Where's my oh, lip I gloss? I love lemons. Where's my lip gloss? Where's my lip gloss? (laughs) He's moving fast looking for his lip gloss. Then he would move directly towards me and hover over me, just stare for a moment. I usually tensed up and would either turn my head... Did you steal my lip gloss? I usually tensed up and would either turn my head or cover it with with my sheet. I remember covering my face once and still seeing him moving through the sheet, the way it would look if an actual person were there. I told my parents about him. They thought I was just having bad dreams. I remember I was three or four, so I am sure I didn't explain it well. But my mother does remember me always telling her about him. He never seemed too interested in me. I always had the feeling he was looking for something else. One night, I remember pushing myself in a half-sitting position up next to the wall, just staring at him with my blanket pulled up to my chin. He would drift into the closet corner a lot and be out of sight. This night, my dad had stayed at our house. I remember staring into the dark corner, waiting for the hat man to reappear from the closet. From the side of my vision, I saw my dad looking at me. The room was never completely dark. And he waved at me, so I guess he could tell I was scared, so he called me over to sleep between him and my mom. I remember looking into my closet corner, and somehow I knew the hat man was still there, but I jumped and ran straight from my parents' bed. This is how I know I wasn't just dreaming this man. I was wide awake. I didn't have sleep paralysis. I don't think I ever saw him after the age of four. I remember when I was around 10 or 11, me and my friends were playing at my house and we found a real wood Ouija board in my mom's closet. I asked my mom about it and she said it was always in there and it was not hers and she never touched it. She was so scared of it, she made it clear we were not allowed to touch it either. And had been passed down to my mom. The board was missing the second piece, but all that time I felt maybe the hat man was a ghost and was looking for it. Long story short, this always... this. This was always my thought. Basically, I assumed he lived in the house years before before we did, and he was looking for something. I figured since I was so little, and that could be why I could see him, I figured that he was a ghost that came into our house. Until now, I'm realizing that he's a common figure that people see all over the world. Thankfully, I never thought he was after me or wanted to hurt me. And while he was scary, I didn't feel like this experience made my life difficult, just interesting, I guess. He never talked to me or did really anything besides look at me. 
My mom did tell me that my grandmother had a similar story in the same house, but during the day, she saw a silhouette of a man wearing a coat, hat, and carrying an axe through the front screen door. The shadow covered the wall, but when she jumped up to go see who was at her door, nothing was there. My mom always assumed that this was, this was the same ghost slash hat man that I described. All right. And a story. Yeah, I mean, it's coming from a three-year-old. It just sounds not real. I'm sorry. These just sound like creepy pastas, and like only people with very four, little childhood trauma can remember their childhood past the age of ten. Are you being studied by scientists? Yeah. Yeah. No, because I mean, like again, these are all anonymous submissions, so it's really hard to say whether this is true or not. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't, I can't take this seriously. Yeah. And then, like, it gets, and then, like, you bring up the board, and then I'm like, I checked out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really did. Because it's like. Yeah. Cute horror story, bad uh, delivery. It's like, is and then this, and then this, and then this, and then this. It's like, can we get it? You have things. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it just sounds like a story. Like, I'm sure that, you know, people have seen it or Mm -hmm. have similar experiences, but it's, like, I think less is more when it comes to paranormal stories. Like, if you put in so many details, I'm going to call you on bullshit because it's, like, you you would not remember all those details if you were actually that scared in the moment. You would not be taking notice of, like, what color was his eyes. I mean, if it's bright red, I feel like you could see that. Yeah, it's just, it's, like... I mean, uh, but you know, I like hear like being like, oh yes, I could feel the swish of air beside me. Like I feel like I would be uh, too concentrated on how fast my heart is beating. Yeah, or like trying to not die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's the final story that I found. Uh, the first time I oh the first time I seen this figure, I was about sixteen. So I mean, hey, this person didn't edit, but that's fine. I was lying in bed. This scene is more believable, but... Yeah. I was lying in bed and couldn't sleep. From where my bed was positioned, I could see down the hallway. I saw him standing down the hallway outside my, bro- outside my brother's room. He was facing my brother's bedroom door, so I was looking at the side profile. He was tall, wearing a long trench coat and fedora-like hat. He had no <clears throat> distinguishable features. It was dark and the hallway light was on, yet I couldn't see any features like mouth or eyes. I was frozen with fear, and after a minute or so... He just walked into my brother's room and out of view. I lay terrified, waiting for something to happen because I knew it was something more realistic than a ghost. After about 15 minutes of lying terrified, I got up the courage to go wake up my parents. Their bedroom was so That's jumped. a good use of the word terrified. Because yeah. you don't know what's going on. <laughs> Thank you for your review. I got up the courage to go wake my parents. The bedroom was just past my brother's, so, I, so as I was passing, I looked around the room as quickly as I could. My brother was still sound asleep. No tall man in sight. My dad searched the house, making sure I hadn't seen an intruder, and just shrugged it off that I had been seeing things. For months later, I saw the exact same thing. He was standing in the same place, walked about, walked away in the same way, until one night, he was standing at the foot of my bed. He wasn't looking Ew. at me, but looking down towards the floor. Frozen with fear, I shouted, my par- shouted for my parents as loud as I could in that moment. Again, he just slowly walked out of view. My parents again thought nothing of it. One night, I woke up to the feeling of someone sitting down on the end of my bed. Over Ew. in the corner, there he was. I wasn't sleeping because he had, he had me feeling terrified, but, I started see, but, but then I started seeing him in broad daylight. For example, I was in the kitchen making a sandwich, and from the corner of my eye, I saw someone walking across the hallway. I wasn't expecting anyone to be home, so when I was, so when I was focused and realized that it was him, I never felt fear like it. I kept watching him, and he just walked into the living room out of sight. I was so terrified, I locked myself in the kitchen with my dog and a knife. I'm not one to believe in ghosts, etc., but this was too real. I'm 20 now, and even thinking about him terrifies me. I was telling a family member one night, and she even thought it was strange for me to admit about seeing something like that. For some reason, I just thought to Google what I had seen, and a bunch of websites came up, and it turns out I'm not the only one who has seen this, which actually makes it more terrifying for me. End of story. So... The thing with shadow people is that it can either be a a phenomenon of, um, you know, sleep paralysis, but then it's also something that is a very common trope with ghosts. So I think this one is perhaps a ghost and not the hat man. It sounds like this phenomenon is more of like 
omen-like nature. Yeah. Because it doesn't really do anything. It just kind of hangs out. Yeah. Creepily, yeah, no, it, the, it the crimes out. that the villain wiki uh, listed is, is just staring. Like, maybe stalking, yeah, but murder, nah. Thief, nah. Yeah, it, I mean, it sounds like an omen of what don't really know. I mean, maybe these people had deaths in the family, or they yeah. came upon, like, really hard times or something. Yeah, but I saw this it one. It sounds like an omen. This one story, um, I didn't find it. But apparently there's this one encounter that this girl had, but she only saw it when she was with her abusive ex-boyfriend. Interesting. Yeah, so, like I said, a it lot of this can like... come from, like, depressing situations. A lot of it actually yeah. comes from unstable homes. Like, mm-hmm. in the um, uh, second story that I talked about. And I guess kind of the it first one like as well. It sounds like they were divorced. No, they were just, like, it, they were in the uh, process of separating. Yeah, that makes it's interesting. I mean, maybe it could be like, maybe we have it all wrong. Maybe he's meant to be comforting. He could, but then there's also that aura of fear. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a personification of what people are going through. It could be like that kind of like pain and stuff. It's like this personification of it. Yeah. That's like I mean that's probably an easy way for people to kind of deal with it too. And maybe they're, like, not even, like, thinking about, you know, personifying it, but then it's, like, you know, you're staring it in the face of, like, oh, shit, I'm really going through it, guys. For a lot of people, horror can actually, like, horror stories, like, as, like, a genre can be a, an escapism kind of thing. Like, oh, my yeah. real life is so scary, I'm just gonna focus on this for a little while. And it's, like, a way yeah. to, it goes back to, um, I think think it's no is it is it aristotle i think it's aristotle's theory on catharsis and like how um like you know watching plays and seeing horrible oh, dude, things dude dude okay sorry another preview for my episode next week but like okay. so i got really into the show the terror again i watched it in december but i watched it again in march when like all this shit went down with covid and everyone was isolated in their homes right like we couldn't see each other and the terror is the show about guys who are isolated, right? Yeah. And it's like, it was just such this great kind of escapism from the isolation and the, like sadness that I was experiencing because of what was going on in the world. And I was listening to this interview with Jared Harris, who's in the terror a few weeks ago. And he was even like, oh yeah, I've been actually watching the terror lately because yeah. it makes sense right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Um, it totally makes sense. Like, yeah, you know, we, we're feeling these things. We want to see it represented in a way. And, you know, hopefully the characters will deal with it. Sometimes they don't. But, you know, at least seeing that you're not alone. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, what I was going to say about Aristotle is that his whole thing is that, like, you know, seeing a play where a bunch of terrifying and horrible things are happening is a way for people to, like, express their emotions and get it all out so that it doesn't come out in ways that aren't, like, great. Yeah, like murder or hurting themselves or... Exactly. Yeah. Just, like, just watch a horror movie or, uh, you know, a sad movie, cry for a little bit, Wipe Just watch tears. a horror movie and maybe you'll feel better. Exactly. Exactly. That is Aristotle. <laughs> that, that is, yeah, that's that's Aristotle. That's what he says. Um, yeah. But what I was going to say about uh, the hat man is that I actually saw this theory because I mentioned our, um, uh, the guy, Tim Tim Brown, I think was his name. Uh, the yeah. one who uh, runs the hat man archive website uh, mm-hmm. says that, you know, it really got started taking off in the last 10 to 15 years and something that really has that association with dreams whereas a hat has a terrifying aura is freddy krueger so that is a potential inspiration and then that's very similar in a way uh if you're talking about with the babadook you know. Oh, yeah. Scary guy. I mean, I've never Top seen, hat. I've never seen, I've, confession, I've never actually seen the Babadook, but, like, you say hat man, and I just think of the first thing that comes to mind, where it's, like, something scary with a hat and the Babadook. Yeah. 
Baba Duke in the LGBTQ. Although, <laughs> yeah. Although I can't yeah. take Baba seriously at all because yeah, I just think of. <laughs> yeah, the Baba Duke and Pennywise are married. <laughs> They're yeah, gay married. Think, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, there's the the tall man from, you know, uh, uh, Hill House. Hill House. Yeah, it scared me. I didn't like. Yeah, it's terrifying. Like the smile, I can't deal with that. I don't like it. Yeah. And like the like way that it like hovers, like, like it like kind of like I hated that. Um, I'm so excited for season two of that show, though. Holy shit! (laughs) I really want to read the original books. I have it. If you want to read it, I would love that. I haven't Um, read it yet, but you can both need to borrow it. Yeah, an old copy too. It's sexy. That is really sexy, but then like. When people say that, like, you know, I experienced Hatman as a child, that wouldn't necessarily explain, you know, seeing it in horror movies, unless they're a kid who really likes horror movies, which is yeah. totally fair. Yeah, I mean, fair. my parents didn't, like, when my parents watched a movie, they didn't kick me out of the room. That's nice. Like, they would kind of, like, let me decide if I wanted to watch it or not. And generally, if I just wasn't interested, I'd walk away. Like, my mom didn't feel the need to, like, censor me, because she just kind of figured, like... You're going to censor yourself. I was going to figure it out on my own. Yeah. yeah. She's like, you can, you, you like, you know, and, like, I'm grateful to, for, like, to my parents for that because I think that that gave me, at a young age, the ability to determine what I can handle and what I can't. Yeah. If that makes sense? Funny story about, parents, uh, like. Yeah. No, no, like no, you need to do that or they're. Yeah, or, like, parents need to do that, or, like, they're totally just robbing their kids of this kind of important ability. Mm. Especially in the age of the internet, where, you know, people are let loose on the internet, and it's, like, you know, you need to be able to do censor yourself, right? Yeah. And, like, if you see something that you don't like, it's not the person who posted it, it's not their fault. Yeah. Right? Because, like, you know, if there's something, someone posting their art, you know, and they have all the right triggers... Like the trigger warnings and stuff and you s- still see it and you're still like angry that they posted it that's on you yeah boo i'm sorry <laughs> it's yeah. like you need to be able to do that for yourself um you know or like if you know that there's like a tv show and something happens in the tv show you know you don't need to go on twitter and rant about it you just need to decide that you're not gonna watch the fucking show <laughs> yeah like that's what i did with 13 reasons why because i knew that it was gonna trigger me oh yeah like, I read the book, and the book was a lot, and then, you know, the sh- they, I heard that they're doing a show, and I was like, that's a choice. That's Choices. a choice. Yeah. Apparently it's over now, Ugh. so that's good. I still like the Wallows, though. Wallows <laughs> Yeah, no, I hear you. Okay, but have you seen Open House? No, and then you've talked about it, and I know that it's good, but We're, I haven't it's, watched it yet. We're gonna have to watch it together. But anyway, uh, that's the Hat Man. Um, I think Thanks, he's. Def- I hate it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hope I never see him. I never want to bellini with him. I'm sorry. No, I was I was gonna ask like, you, but I kind of figured I mean, he's, he's scary. But it's also like, if he's an omen, I don't want whatever he has to give me. Like I appreciate that he has gifts, but I don't want the gifts. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I appreciate his fashion present, sense. And it's an avocado, and she's like, oh, thanks. Yeah. An avocado, you know, it's like that. Yeah, oh, thanks, <laughs> death. Yeah, no, I hear you. Oh, thanks, depression. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as someone who already, like, you know, has issues with anxiety, I feel like just me and Hatman hanging out would be a little bit of a mess, so. That'd be a bad time, that'd be rough. Yeah, so for that reason, I'm gonna uninvite him not invite him to my Bellini party with the, the... He's not invited into the basement of my museum either. He's not, It's already... No. That's fine. Ugh. Yeah. I might be down there on Sunday, but tomorrow? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> We're good. Uh, so yeah, that was our episode. Uh, do we have anything to finish this episode off? <laughs> No, just sleep well, guys. Yeah, sleep well. Don't, um, don't stay up late reading creepy pastas. Maybe. Yeah, uh, it's just not a fun time for me personally. Can't yeah speak for you, but that's fine. Um, yeah, sleep paralysis is really fucking scary. I 
It's wild. I haven't experienced it and I do not want to experience it. So, you know, I'm just going to stick with that. And just like, honestly, take care of yourself. You know, when you're tired, go to bed. Yeah. Eat healthy. Keep your mental health in check. I mean, like I said, I only really experience sleep paralysis when I'm like really tired. And what? You know what the next omen of death is going to be? That's going to sleep the internet. What? Clown holding a store. No. Clown holding a scorecard. Clown holding a scorecard. Clown holding a scorecard. Don't manifest this. I'm going to manifest it. No, I won't. Um, But let me know if you guys have ever, like, just, like, write in, you know, if you ever experienced some sleep paralysis and you want to talk about it. It would be fun. If you've ever seen the hat man, that would be really fucking cool. And let us know if you ever see a clown holding a scorecard. Please don't. Oh my Please God. do. Why do you keep humiliating me? I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you do, oh seriously, God. that would be really funny. That would be a really fun social experiment and start, like, making a bunch of stories But then I would just prove that my theory about, like, you know, jumping on urban legends or reading about urban legends and then claiming you experienced it is right. That so, would like, be fun. Yeah. You know... You can either not prove me right or prove me right. It could be fun. Your choice. Yeah. <laughs> so have a good week. Stay safe. Make sure you're looking after yourself and stay spooky and stay peachy. I don't know how to finish this episode off. Stay peachy. Stay peachy. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in this week, and we hope that you enjoyed the episode. This podcast features the voices of Molly Lorette and Ashley Smith. Our theme music was composed and produced by Larry Lorette. Our cover image was designed by Kate, and sound editing was done by Molly Lorette. Have any comments, concerns, or cases you want us to cover? You can email us at demonsandbellinis at gmail.com. You can also find us on Demons and Bellinis on Tumblr, Demons and Bellinis on Instagram, and at Dbellinis on Twitter. That's capital D and capital B. You will also be able to see Kate's pictures tweet out there and post it to our Instagram. Also, if you like what we do here on this little corner of the internet, please consider dropping us a donation off at Coffee, which you can find linked in the description. Thanks again, and stay peachy.